Welcome, everybody, to the, uh, what is it? I always have to ask John. I should ask before we go on. 40th episode. Wow. All right. Ten months. That's very cool. Approaching one year, and our ratings continue to soar. I don't know who rates us, but in our mind, our ratings continue to soar. Absolutely. Now, that's not, that, that actually is true. Uh, we are averaging more than 20,000-plus viewers per week and growing. And uh, one of the reasons that is happening is uh, because of the great guests we have. And tonight is no exception. This is very unusual, these new stools we have. I look much taller. And you look much shorter, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> with the others, we well, would adjust. I am adjust. shorter than you. I know, but with the others, we adjusted. I look much taller. Um, anyway, for, and we, as always, I want to uh, thank last week's guest. Uh, we got a lot of response to the show. Uh, Mr. Johnny Lowy, uh, a national, uh, more than national, really, known in North America for his expertise in real estate recruiting and training. We talked about past trends of real estate and how it affects seniors and retirement. It was one of our best shows. I have to mention that the week before that turned out to be uh, one of the biggest shows we ever had. I know you missed that one because you were moving uh, with Miss Laura Banner and with the subject being dementia. That's probably one you should have been here for. Yeah. Um, and Alzheimer's, we're still getting responses on that. And it turned out to be one of our most highly viewed shows. So thank you again to Laura. Uh, I'm going to give a little synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is. I'm going to do it a little quicker than usual because I'm very excited to have this week's guest. 62 Who, 62, <laughs> 62 Who Knew is about the actual double-edged sword, the mixed blessing, if you would, of arriving at 62 years old or approaching your early 60s and knowing that today, thanks to medical scientific breakthroughs and everything that has happened, discoveries in the last two to three decades, that you literally have a better than a 50-50 chance of living to be 90. And it's really kind of amazing when you think about it. There you are in your 60s, maybe early 60s, late 50s, and more than half the time that you've been here, you're still going to be here. And the fact is less than 1% of this country is financially able to live from 60 to 90, and soon it's going to be more than 90, very soon. And uh, that's what 62 Who Knew about is about. Who knew when we got to 62, we would still have 30 years left on this planet. So our goal every week is to bring you specific guests, discuss topics uh, that allow you to approach this time of life, whether you're in your 50s, 60s, or already there in your 70s, and be able to make it the better time of your life. Whether we're talking about Social Security, long-term care insurance, uh, different variables, different options for long-term care insurance, Medicare supplements, our topic tonight, which is near and dear to our heart, uh, reverse mortgages. Should you even have a mortgage at all when you retire? CDs versus annuities, health, vacations, travel. I mean, the list just doesn't stop. Real estate, obviously, like last week. And uh, obviously, the the theory of the show has gone over because in 40 weeks we've gone from zero viewers to a little over the 20,000 a week. So without further ado, we are going to bring on this week's guest. Uh, as I said this morning in the video I put out everywhere, um, you know, on LinkedIn and Facebook and everything that we do to promote the show, this will be the second reverse mortgage expert uh, that I brought on the show. When we first planned the show, I thought I would do all the talking about reverse mortgages. But after I did one of those shows, and it was a good show, and it was watched back then by 7,000 people, and we were very happy about that. It, it, I think it's, I won't say it's inappropriate, but it's very oddly self-serving for me to be telling people how great reverse mortgages are. 
Um, it's like, you know, Tammy Faye Baker telling you how good makeup is or something like that. It's just, you know, that it's not right. Uh, I will, I'll tell it, you how great you are. Uh, how thank about you. that? Oh, thank you. I like <laughs> Turn the cameras off. We have to go. We're taking a commercial for the first time in four months. No, that's not true. Um, but anyway, tonight we have truly uh, a national reverse mortgage expert, a professional that is known throughout the industry. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a little more than a decade, almost from the minute I was in the reverse mortgage business, I have learned a tremendous amount about reverse mortgages from this man. His name is Mr. Mark O'Neill, and he oversees RMF, Reverse Mortgage Funding's third-party origination um, branch or uh, part of their office or their channel, as they call it. Uh, let me tell you what third-party origination is or TPO. Uh, there are retail companies that are out there that do mortgages, reverse, forward, everything. And then there's brokerage companies like myself, banking companies, credit unions, banks, who originate a loan, whether it be reverse or not. RMF is only in the reverse space. They originate a loan like we do, but we're not the ultimate lender. We're not the ultimate servicer. We then sell the loan or deliver the loan or broker the loan to a real lender, the ultimate lender. In, RMF is, in RMF's case, they're not only the lender, they're the ultimate servicer, which is very unusual, uh, but also makes their pricing highly competitive. Uh, Mark has been in the industry 20 plus years and comes from a, 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 hails from a very different background. Uh, Mark graduated the University of Massachusetts with a law degree and graduated magna cum laude and then earned, uh, well, I should say graduated that magna cum laude and then earned his law degree at Boston College. So what is a learned man like this from that side of the world really and truly doing in the reverse mortgage business? We're going to find that out as soon as we bring it on, bring him on, and I think you're going to be touched why he's here. So we're going to learn a lot, and without further ado, Mr. Mark O'Neill, who's already on the screen, but I wasn't paying attention. Welcome. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Mike. Hi, Anita. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. You know, it's, uh, it's actually a pleasure to have you. You know, I've said this. I've had other people in the mortgage industry, not reverse. You know Stephen Sless, don't you? Sure. Yeah, one of the true professionals. Um, you know, but Stephen is, is retail. Therefore, he's known on video. He's known on LinkedIn. Um, but a lot like me, we have regions where we're known. And uh, I know you're going to smile at this, but you are known nationally. Um, you are also known as not only one of the most knowledgeable people in the business, but one of the gentlemen of the business, which in the reverse mortgage world or the mortgage world itself is not an easy reputation you know, <laughs> to have. Um, but and it, maintain. And maintain. And he does. <laughs> he does it uh, in, in, a, in a kind of incredible way. I don't know anybody that has ever said anything other than nice things about Mark O'Neill. So it's a pleasure to know you. I thank you for everything you've taught me in the last 11 years. I thank you for putting up with me years ago when I call up and go, what do you mean we can't do this mortgage? Just because the appraisal isn't bad and they're bankrupt and they have no money? Why? <laughs> Why, Mark? Why? And you would explain it to me intellectually. Um, so thank you for everything that you've done for me personally the last uh, 10 and a half years that I've known you. Sure thing. Well, thank you again for the warm introduction. And, and Mike, that's all water under the bridge back in those days. I don't know if you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned to the, the audience that back in those days, I was your account executive uh, when you were brokering loans to us. Yeah, so, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah we, uh, I like to think we, we uh, helped a lot of seniors in Florida back in those days. And did. 
I, I trust that many of them are still enjoying the benefits of, of the loans that we helped uh, help put them in. And we, and we, uh, we are, and I bet you they still are, and we're going to do a lot more because our industry is changing. But we, before we get to the meat of what we want to talk about, uh, we always ask the same question, whether we have a Social Security expert on or long-term care or health or realtor, especially you with your legal background, how does somebody of your level of expertise, your formal education, how did you come to the reverse mortgage world almost two decades ago? Sure. Um, you know, fair question, uh, because I know my background is a little unusual for, for this uh, space. Um, and really, it's a personal story uh, going back uh, to the early part of the, of the uh, 2000s. Uh, I was not, not long out of law school and was actually involved in a small uh, general practice in Massachusetts where I was focused mostly on transactional law, um, wills, trusts, real estate transactions, what have you, and had a partner. Uh, and not long after uh, we launched that venture, my grandmother, who at that time was was elderly, was, was uh, in her 90s, uh, fell one day at home and broke her hip. And, you know, as as many of you may know, you know, when someone who's over 90 years old falls and breaks their hip, it's not usually a, a rosy prognosis. No, not at all. So not long after it was determined that she did need 24-hour care, uh, not 24-hour not medical care, but more just, you know, assistance with the daily activities, getting to and from the bathroom, preparing food for herself, getting dressed, those, those sorts of things. And the family did what, uh, you know, many families do when, you know, grandmother falls and, and, and can no longer take care of herself. We, we went through the Medicaid spend down and uh, mm -hmm. qualified my grandmother for mass Medicaid and, and placed her in a, in a nursing home not far from where she, where she lived. And that was all fine and good for a couple of weeks and, until I was by to visit her one evening and you know, she was doing all right, uh, but I could tell she was kind of down. And, you know, I, I, I asked her, you know, what was going on. She, by this time, she was, you know, feeling better physically and the, the hip wasn't really bothering her. But the, the thing that turns out was bothering her was, you know, she just she wanted to go home. She felt like, you know, she was healed up enough now. And, and you know, the, the one thing that she wanted to do was just get out of this nursing home. And, uh, you know, it, it just um, took me aback a little bit because, you know, I first had to tell her, well, Grandma, you know, you're, you can't. You have to stay here. You need this 24-hour care. Uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, there must be something else out there. It just does not make sense that, um, you know, the only option for my grandmother would be to just, you know, spend the rest of her days in a nursing home. Uh, especially because in her case, though, she did not have, uh, you know, much in the way of assets. Um, she did have a house that she owned free and clear. Mm -hmm. And as part of the Medicaid planning, um, as, as uh, you know, we'll be familiar to most, uh, the, the house was, was exempted uh, as uh, primary residence. Right. And also one of, one of my uh, relatives was living there as well. So that, that qualified the house for an exemption at that time. So, we we uh, started to take a look at the equity in the house and and how we could possibly tap into that. Now my grandmother did not have enough income to qualify for traditional financing, so uh, a traditional mortgage loan was not something that was going to work. Selling the house wasn't really an option, as, as Mike I'm sure and 
you know, as most of us have seen, uh, you know, a, a senior who's been in the house for 50 years. And, you know, frankly, it was a house that my grandfather built with his own hands. Oh. It never had a mortgage on it. He built, paid cash for it. Uh, the idea of selling that house to, you know, to pay for, you know, an apartment or a smaller home or what have you just would have killed her, frankly. Um, so long story short, uh, I, I took it upon myself to consult with two elder law attorneys here in Massachusetts. And both of them told me, Mark, your grandmother is a textbook case for a reverse mortgage. She's got this equity in the house. She doesn't have any plans to leave it to anybody. She doesn't need to leave it to anybody. And, uh, you know, she wants to and is in a position to spend this equity on her own care. Uh, so, you know, we started the process. Uh, we, we went through counseling first before we found a lender. Uh, as, as I'm sure your listeners know, and as we'll probably touch on later, 100% of reverse mortgage borrowers do have to go through an independent third party counseling session. Uh, so my grandmother attended that counseling session. And within, you know, a month or so, we, we had her uh, you know, reverse mortgage in place. We set up a line of credit uh, that was, uh, you know, enough money to allow her to stay at home with 24 hour, uh, not medical, but, you know, assistance uh, for the next several years. And uh, there's not a, a person in our family who, you know, doesn't believe that the reverse mortgage just absolutely uh, not only extended her life, but really improved the quality of her life vastly. We just don't think that she was going to be happy or or was going to live a very long life uh, in, in the nursing home facility. So that's th that's how I got into it. And it's, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's a very personal story. And, uh, you know, I get I still get choked up thinking about well, it, imagine. frankly, and, and really coming out of this experience as a as a practicing lawyer, I just thought this this program is fantastic. More people have to know about this. And, you know, it also occurred to me, you know, from a business standpoint that, you know, the baby boomers at this point weren't quite 60 years old. The leading edge of the baby boomers in 2000, 2001 were in their late 50s. Right. And I knew that that graying wave was going to be uh, coming and, and reaching uh, the eligibility age here uh, soon. So, you know, to some extent, uh, it was not only wanting to get the word out about this great product that can be such a lifesaver, but also, you know, for, you know, for my own purposes, you know, it just seemed like a, a business I wanted to be involved in after seeing, uh, you know, how much it helped my grandmother and, and learning more from other professionals in the industry about just how this story was not at all unique. That's so true. And, you know, even though people will argue about reverse mortgages, I know Nada has a question for you. One thing that no one argues about medically, psychologically, emotionally, is you live longer at home. Everybody right. agrees with that. Doctors, families, even even detractors of reverse mortgages. Um, you know, your your story is touching and is is probably so common. You know, in the, there's got to be people watching um, that are going, oh, my, that's us right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Why do you think it is that mainstream America isn't really accepting the reverse mortgage? There's no I doubt mean, it has. Still, you know, yeah, we I can't still get, get slack from it why do you think that's happened so nada i think there's there's several things um not not the least of which uh is uh we actually commissioned a study here at rmf with the national council on aging a few years back and the purpose of the study was to to look at uh senior homeowners attitudes towards tapping into home equity and one, one of the uh 
really astounding things that we found was that when you put the the facts of how a reverse mortgage works in front of a, a group of senior homeowners and just explain the features, uh, but you don't tell them that it's a reverse mortgage and you compare the features of a reverse mortgage to a home traditional home equity line of credit, overwhelmingly the, 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 the homeowners opted for the reverse mortgage product over the traditional. I remember that. So you tell them what it is. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. It's, it's like the, it's like the Pepsi challenge. As soon as you take the the wrapper off and they see the name reverse mortgage, they blanch and quickly the numbers reverse. Mm -hmm. So there, there is this stigma uh, for whatever reason in this, in this country that continues to dog the program. And just, just the name reverse mortgage does tend to turn people off just, just automatically reflexively. So I think that, um, you know, the, the industry and the product has come a long way uh, since I've been involved with it over the last uh, 19, 20 years or so. Uh, there's still uh, certainly work to do. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that that, um, you know, that, that negative stigma that, that does tend to dog just the name of the product uh, is, is probably the biggest issue. Yeah. I have to ask also, because you and I have discussed this and I've had some real knockdown uh, dragged out uh, discussions on LinkedIn about this. You know, there's a lot of people in our industry, you know, that want to change the name or insist on not calling it a reverse mortgage. And of course, so many people don't realize it's a HECM. It's a home equity conversion mortgage. That is its real name, but it's a reverse mortgage. I've always been opposed to that. You know, we, you know, we have a bad reputation. I know people get mad at me when I say this. A lot of our bad reputation, not recently, in years, you know, not recent years, but from decades past is well-deserved. I think a part of this industry uh, worked very hard for that bad reputation. And I'm for the side of the equation that says, no, you don't change the name. You scream from the rooftops. That isn't our industry anymore. It hasn't been an industry like that for two decades. It is competitively priced. You're you know, your estate is protected. I'm not going to go through it all. Blah, blah, blah. We're, we're today's reverse mortgage. And, but there's a lot of people who go, no, no, I don't even mention it's a reverse mortgage. A, I find that misleading. I find that dishonest. Um, and I'm, I shouldn't be that negative because you might come back and go, I'm all for that, Mike. Let's not call it that. But I want to know what you feel. I, I think we got to tell people this is the new great reverse mortgage era and not run away from the bad reputation, say that's just not us anymore. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Mike, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I know that people have, uh, as you mentioned, knockdown, down, drag out debates over this, and some people believe passionately, and, and some people, you know, that's the way that they position the product. I, I personally think that the, the best thing to do here is, as an industry is to, you know, hit the issue head on and, yes. and explain to people why, you know, there's really nothing, uh, you know, untoward or nothing to be ashamed of in, in, uh, you know, being involved in the reverse mortgage space. You know, we've we've been around it. We've seen all the good it does. You've been in it 10 plus years. I've been in it approaching 20. Uh, you know, look, the fact of the matter is there over a million American homeowners up to date have taken advantage of the FHA insured home equity conversion mortgage. And that doesn't count probably hundreds of thousands of others who have taken advantage of proprietary or private reverse mortgages. So in every study I've seen, the, 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 the people who actually went forward with the program uh, overwhelmingly uh, positive on, on the results and uh, would, you know, would, would do it again. So, you know, uh, to me, you know, 
avoiding the name reverse mortgage tends to feel a little bit like you're dodging the program. Yeah. And I think as, as an industry, we could be doing more, uh, you know, collectively to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, you know, address that, that stigma that still dogs all of us. Yeah. And I don't want to belabor this point because it's never going to happen. It's always going to be a reverse mortgage, but I always wonder from the originators, uh, and some of the lenders out there that are so passionate about not referring to it as that, what do they say to their client when they get to the closing and all the documents say reverse mortgage note, reverse mortgage mortgage, right. reverse mortgage statement? Um, what do they say then? It's, to me, it's a, it's a very unusual topic, but not one of the more important topics of today. So let's talk about this. You just named a good reason, which I know you're correct, about why mainstream America can't seem to wrap its arms around this incredible product. Um, but you and I have also spent a lot of years this last 10 years. In fact, it was a long time ago, but you came to uh, one of my sessions in Miami. Seems like a lifetime ago where we had 40, 50 financial planners in the room. Um, and although the financial planning world has opened up its door a, a little teeny crack, not only has mainstream America not wrapped its arms around this, we really can't get the mainstream financial community to wrap its arms around this. Um, any thoughts on that? You know, there again, I, I, I think we've made progress over the last yep. five years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, five, five years ago, it was tough for, uh, you know, loan officers, I'm sure yourself included, Mike, to, to even get uh, an appointment with a financial advisor. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it just, you know, over the last few years, there, there have been a number of studies um, and, and, you know, studies from universities and, and pretty reputable sources, uh, you know, white papers and, you know, yep. you, can, you can just Google, you know, Wade Fow or um, mm -hmm. you know, so help me out with some of the other academics. Yeah. Who, no, who no, 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 let's face it, a lot of the people from the Heckam Task Force, um, and I, I, I'm, I can't believe I can't think of the name. We had a Nobel laureate about 18 months ago come out right. with a, uh, in economics come right. out and say the world is wrong about reverse mortgages. This is the way it should, you know, yeah, but yet we can't see. And I do know it's a little easier the last five years, but again, they still seem to look at as us, to look at us, for lack of better terms, uh, you know, as the, you know, the redheaded stepchild of the financial world. You know, Mike, I've always tried to uh, simplify uh, the, the the product, and and I, I think it helps, and I think it helps other professionals. And I've, I've I've used this you know analogy to to explain the product to financial professionals as well as as borrowers for for years. You know, at, at the end of the day, a reverse mortgage is a home equity line of credit. Okay. That that's all it is. And you know, we know that at any given time there's there's you know four and a half to five million senior households in or senior houses in this uh in this country that have a home equity line of credit and i you know i would i would argue that in most cases a reverse mortgage uh line of credit would would probably be more appropriate for a lot of those borrowers mm -hmm. um you know you you just you just look at the protections and I know we're probably going to talk more about how the, how the loans work in a little bit, but you know, the protections that are built in the mandatory third party counseling that's required. The fact that these are life term loans and they, they don't, you know, they don't come due as long as the borrower is living in the house and, and maintaining the property. Um, you know, so, so 
I take that approach and it's it's really worked uh, and helped to demystify the product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's amazing because myself, I know you uh, have had this experience. Many of us within this uh, reverse mortgage specialty have had this same experience explaining to other professionals, you know, just asking them to suspend everything they think they know about the program for five or 10 minutes. And let me explain to you how it really yes. works. And, you know, if they're willing to give it, you know, some forget it, the blinders are up and they just, yeah. unfortunately, uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, this does still happen sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they just, you know, refuse to, you know, keep their mind open. But, you know, those, those who, who, who do, Frequently, they say, you know, I was wrong or, you know, I didn't quite understand how it worked or, you know, I, I, I love it when I get the, you know, this is great. How come I've never heard of this before? <laughs> yeah. I know. I hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. Yeah. Because uh, I, I go, we've been screaming it at you for, you know, for years yeah. now. Yeah. But we've made so I shouldn't say we've made big enemies because we haven't. But our detractors are. Some of them are household names. I mean, at any given point in the last three to five years, it has gotten better. There's no way to get around it. But still, even in the last 12 months, you know, from the Wall Street Journal to USA Today, um, Consumer News, uh, uh, Consumer Direct, um, you know, they might come out with what they think is a positive reverse mortgage comment or article, then misstate things during the article, and then still be as... I'm going to use the word moronic, you know, to state somewhere in there, but you'll lose your house when you die, which is not going to happen. You know, and then you have, not to be disrespectful, but, you know, Susie Orman with her television show and her radio shows, she's not a big fan of reverse mortgages. We have uh, Dave Ramsey, um, who is very, very well known for saying reverse mortgages are scams. And, you know, these are people not with tens of thousands, but hundreds of thousands of followers. And, um, you know, again, it's exactly what you said. I'd like to just say to Dave Ramsey, for 10 minutes, forget what you know. And please, let me just show you. Um, Well, you know, they're also teaching that in school. I know. My daughter's taking a finance class. And and it's Dave Ramsey. And the teacher flat out said that reverse mortgages are no good. Can you get me in front of that class? I told my daughter that I wanted to get you in front of Oh, that, that's it. Taking advice from Dave Ramsey about reverse mortgages is like sending your teenage son to the Stevie Wonder Driver's Education School. It just, <laughs> it's absurd that anybody with, you know, his, he's got a great following. I hope one day to be as successful as him and have that kind of following. And his, you know, his basic philosophy of don't buy something unless you can afford it, very intellectual. Past that, He's sort of like Muhammad Ali after the Michael Spinks fight. It's time to shut up. You, you know, Mike, I, I would just food. urge someone, uh, you know, who's sort of you know drinking that Kool-Aid or, or thinks that that's the right uh, point of view on this. I would, I would urge them to Google Robert Merton, uh, who's the Nobel laureate. Uh, I think that you were thinking yes, of earlier. Robert, I got to write that down. Emeritus at the Sloan School at MIT. Um, I would just urge you to Google uh, uh, Dr. Merton and uh, reverse mortgage and and, and find uh, you know some of his writings and some of his thoughts. He he actually gave a study, I I, I believe it was at the UN about um, you know how uh, you know home equity can can really be one of the solutions for the global uh, income uh, uh, crisis uh, that's going on right now. It's not not unique to the United States, of right. course. And, 
you know, for that very reason, we're seeing many countries around the world uh, implement their own reverse mortgage programs. Uh, it's by no means uh, unique to the United States. Absolutely. Which is the whole, you know, really premise of our show. Longer lifespans, I'm sorry whether you like reverse mortgages or not, and I wish everybody did like them, but longer lifespans is going to demand you use your home equity unless you're in the top 1% of this country. And not to speak the obvious, 99% of us are not in the top 1% of the country. You're going to have to use your home equity eventually. Well, here's the other thing, Mike, and this is why that National Council on Aging study uh, that we co-authored was important. Uh, American senior homeowners have already been tapping into their equity through home equity lines of credit, uh, through equity lines, through refinances. Uh, You know, the number of seniors who are carrying debt into retirement with them is is at an all-time high. It actually Mm -hmm. last year crossed the 50% threshold for the first time ever. That counts housing debt as well as consumer debt, of course. But the fact of the matter is senior homeowners have already been tapping into their equity. Uh, it's just the reverse mortgage gives them another avenue, another another method of doing so, because let, let's face it, um, having a payment is is not right for everyone. And as we saw, you know, post crash, you know, some seniors in this country lost their houses when they could no longer make make their uh, make their HELOC payments when when the loans went into um, you know repayment. So you know it, it's another option, but you know I would argue that you know tapping into home equity is is not by any means a, a new concept. People Correct. have been doing it to maintain and and you know and and improve their their lifestyle in retirement uh, for many years. And how many millions of those seniors, two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen? got the famous letter or phone call from their bank, sorry, the value of your home has gone down, so we are now decreasing your line of credit. That's right. Yeah, and nobody right. got a letter from that like that from a reverse mortgage lender. That's right. Uh, that's, that's exactly right, and that's one of the protections we mentioned earlier is that these, these lines of credit, and these, that's one method that a borrower can, can use. You can set up a, a line of credit that not only doesn't come due after 10 years, it's a life-term loan. It can never be reduced or called due by the lender because it's it's backed by the Federal Housing Administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the great, great features and protections of that program is, again, as long as you're living in the house and paying the taxes and maintaining the property, which, by the way, is, is required on any mortgage that's loan. Right. So we're not asking anything that's not required of, you know, myself on, on my, my mortgage on my house. So... Mm-hmm. You know, the obligations are the same. I have to live here as my primary residence. I have to pay the taxes and I have to keep the house in good repair. So if you're a senior with a reverse mortgage line of credit, as long as you keep up your end of the bargain, that line of credit will be there and be available to you as long as you're living in the house. And one of the, you know, one of the best features of the program is that line of credit will grow. And uh, please expand on that, because that is one of the best to me inflation hedges of any financial product in this country. Yeah, and that's that's one of those one of those factoids that, you know, uh, especially uh, financial uh, <laughs> other finance professionals when, you know, when we have the conversation about the program, you know, it, it's almost too good to be true. Um, in their wisdom, when they set up the program, uh, the Federal Housing Administration decided to uh, implement a feature of the line of credit where the, the line grows a little bit every month. <laughs> So 
you know, the, the, the thinking, uh, I wasn't there at the time, the program's been in place for over 30 years, but I, I believe it's the way it's been explained to me was they wanted to dissuade borrowers from taking the equity out of the home and investing it and putting mm -hmm. it, and we certainly don't encourage that, right? We, we you know, if, if, if people need the money to, you know, to pay bills or, you know, it's their money, they can do whatever they want, but we certainly never encourage people or, or recommend that people take equity out of their home and invest it. That's, uh, that's the third rail. We just do not encourage exactly. that. Um, but, you know, one, one way to discourage someone who might be thinking about doing that would be to say, well, your line of credit is not static. And if I, if I establish a line of credit with you today and the, and the, the value of that line is $100,000, well, guess what? At current rates, you come back and check that line out in a year, it's gonna be $104,000, $105,000. And then through the miracle of compounding interest, 10 years from now, 160,000. Mm -hmm. 20 years from now, might, you know, might, be, might be well over 200,000. So that that growing uh, that growth factor on the line of credit uh, really is one of the you know brilliant features of, of the program I think and uh, really is something that sets it apart from a traditional HELOC. Absolutely, and although interest rates are still at a pretty low point, um, you know our formula happens to be correct me if I'm wrong. You know the cost of funds plus a half a point. But let's take a pessimistic look for a second and say we wake up one day and rates are seven and a half or eight percent. Your line of your unused portion of your line of credit is now if let's say we woke up, you know, let's face it, it wasn't that long ago, it was thirty years, but where rates were twelve, fifteen, and eighteen. If in fact you wake up one day and your interest rate on your reverse mortgage is nine and a half, and that's where uh, and your unused portion of your line of credit, nine and a half plus a half is now growing at 10%. So imagine not touching a hundred or a $200,000 line of credit during a high interest rate environment, what it could grow right. to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I would point out that most of the adjustable rate reverse mortgages today are do have a, uh, an interest rate cap. A of, nice of, low cap, 5%. Right, yeah. that's right. So the, the I mean, the by, by far the most popular product uh, carries that cap. So. It's not, I don't want people to think that their interest rate could go. 12, know, to, 15, or 18, no, no. Right. And, um, but, but Mike, to, to that point, uh, you know, you could, you could wind up in a situation like that. Your, your line of credit could be growing uh, by leaps and bounds. And, and you know, and another thing that I witnessed uh, many times with borrowers who I helped uh, place in reverse mortgages before the crash. So we're talking... 05, 06, 07, when I was actually worked as a few for a few years as a loan originator in Florida, I had borrowers who we established a line of credit uh, when their home values were were at a peak. And after the crash, in, in some cases in Florida, and I know you remember this well, we had homes that were worth less than half of what they were. Oh at, my God, at, yes. So by 2010, uh, I had borrowers calling me saying, you know, Mark, I'm I'm not sure what I do here. I've I've got a house that you know was worth three hundred thousand dollars when we did the reverse mortgage. You set me up with a line of credit. We paid off some bills, and they're now telling me my house might be worth you know one fifty one seventy five. But I've got this line of credit that's one hundred and seventy five two hundred thousand dollars. What what do I do? And I you know I would ask them you know well do you want to move? No, I'm perfectly happy where I am. I would say well. 
you don't have to do anything. You just you just stay there and continue enjoying the growth on that line of credit and enjoy, uh, you know, your 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 home and and living in Florida. And, uh, you know, it was such a for me, such a great learning experience because these these folks really lived firsthand. One of the key benefits of this program, which is that by establishing that line of credit while the market was high, that benefit is locked in. And again, as we mentioned earlier, nobody was coming and reducing the size of that line. There's no bank that's going to come and say, we're, we're calling this line due. That, that can't happen because it, it's part of the program, and that's the way FHA designed it. So these folks literally had put, and the financial uh, professionals on the, on the show today might appreciate the analogy that this really was a put option on the house. That's right. Uh, in, in a way, because if, if these folks had wanted to at that point, they literally could have cashed in that line of credit and just taken the money and put it in the bank. And then, you know, if they wanted to uh, just mail the keys in on the house and because the loan is non-recourse, as, as the servicer, we would have had, uh, you know, the only recourse we would have had would have been to, uh, you know, to uh, sell the house. Mm -hmm. so, so coming to that point, so I know Mike always says, and I always say there's no, um, there's nothing bad for the heirs to, you know, there's, I'm sorry. That's right, no risk. <laughs> no risk, I'm sorry, yeah, that no. word just totally escaped right. me. There's no risk to much. the heirs. Um, and a lot of people may not know what non-recourse, because people ask me, what's non-recourse? Non can you just kind of explain, like, all of that so people can, like, dumb it down? Well, I don't want to say dumb it down, no, but you, can dumb you know it what down. I mean. <laughs> it's a reverse mortgage. Well, a lot of people ask me those questions. So. I think even the Simpsons have insulted, by the way, reverse mortgages. I think I saw that on YouTube a few years ago. <laughs> even Homer was against reverse mortgages. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> he probably—it's probably because he didn't know about the non-recourse feature. He didn't. He had to <laughs> tell us, please. <laughs> so, with with a with a typical loan, uh, you know, typical loan again, like the, the 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 first mortgage I have in my house is recourse, meaning if 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 I uh, wound up with a house that was you know uh, worth less than I owe on it, I I could be held personally responsible for that debt. Or your heirs. Or my heirs. So we, we saw this, again, we saw this during the crash. We saw this happen to people. Um, that doesn't happen in a reverse mortgage. It can't happen in a reverse mortgage because all reverse mortgages are, by definition, non-recourse. It's, right it's right in the note. It's right in the security instrument. Literally, it, actually, it's, it's enshrined in the Code of Federal Regulations. Literally, the only recourse as a lender, and Mike, you mentioned RMF, reverse mortgage funding, we're a servicer. Right. So we service huge portfolio, billions of dollars worth of reverse mortgages. If a borrower, um, you know, uh, for, for for whatever um, reason, if a borrower winds up, say we have another housing crash, for instance, and the borrower maxes out their line and they wind up owing more than the house is worth, which which has happened and, <laughs> and could happen again. The, the the worst thing that happens is they they mail the keys in and and they're done they they and their family cannot be responsible for anything beyond the value of, of the property well so no go ahead I'm sorry so I was, I was gonna say there again the you know the the thinking of the of the house and, and having a, a put on the house and and being able to have that protection built in that really is made available through the FHA insurance uh, it's you know it's, it's just a fantastic 
planning tool all around. And, and just it really for, is. And just for the sake of our viewers, because sometimes I think when I say that, you, you, anybody, you know, people go, oh, yeah, that is neat. It's not neat. It's staggering to think about um, that you can leave this earth and let's say you are in another recession, you outlived your, your, you, you outlived your equity, you never outlive your reverse mortgage, that's not allowed, but you are upside down in your house. You left your children annuities, possibly. There's some money in savings. There's still some stocks and bonds. There might be life insurance proceeds. Regardless of the equity position of your reverse mortgage, it is against federal regulation for the lender to even inquire about the other assets. And I don't think the public gets that about, I won't say 15 minutes after the last borrower dies, but reasonably quick, the large forward lenders in this country, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, this is lending. In those loans, which are full recourse, you are personally signed for, I don't think people understand that on that first phone call, whether it be Wells Fargo or Bank of America or Regions, I'm not picking on banks. This is the way money passes hands in this country, in the mortgage world. They are saying to your son, your daughter, your grandson, your attorney, okay, the house is $82,000 upside down, we see. Let's talk about the rest of mom and dad's assets. Did they leave you any life insurance? Was there annuities? We're going to need to talk to your attorney. I don't think people realize that conversation goes on 10 times a minute in the United States of America, but when their parents had a reverse mortgage, that conversation never happens. And I, sometimes I think while we're still here, a lot of people don't get the strength of borrowing money non-recourse. I think sometimes, no it's matter huge. how we put it, it falls on deaf ears. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, again, it's one of those, and, you know, look, as an industry, we, we should be, we need to do a better job of, of, of you know, singing these these benefits from the rooftops, as, as you mentioned earlier, Mike, because it's, it's why I got into the business in the first place, is because this program was brilliantly conceived, and it has its flaws, and, and of FHA, to their credit, has, has addressed many of the flaws uh, up until, you know, just the last handful of years or so. Uh, to make sure that the program is sustainable and self-sustainable and and is available for generations to come. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I'm not quite there yet myself, but uh, you know, I I hope that the program is there in its current form when I'm age eligible because you know I I I will be taking out a reverse mortgage as as soon as I'm able. What's that in about 25 years now, right? <laughs> exactly. Because you got licensed when you were 12, I think. Right? That's a, that's Something when you like that. give yeah, me too. That's amazing. No, it's uh, when I, I've had the privilege of, of teaching uh, the reverse mortgage class to about 13,000 certified financial planners in about 20 different states the last 10 years. And, you know, a lot of them come to the reverse mortgage class because I'm giving them free continued education and a really nice lunch, let's face it. And they're there and they're nice, but reverse mortgages, meh. when you get to that part that the lender cannot even inquire about other assets, suddenly they're not playing solitaire on their phone. They, they look up and go, what did you just say? They perk up a little. Yeah, I go, it's a non-recourse loan. And they go, oh, and now suddenly they're listing. Time goes so fast. This is terrible that it's almost a quarter to eight. Um, I do want to talk about the Heckam for purchase, but I'm going to let you do that because if I do it, 
we'll have to be on for another hour and our producer won't let us. Because um, I, I thought, and so did many people, much smarter than myself, that 10 years ago when the Heckam for Purchase was introduced, that it was literally going to change the way seniors bought homes in this country. It has miserably failed. I maintain that the product has not failed the industry. The industry failed the product by not getting the word out. Tell our audience a little about the purchase reverse mortgage or the Heckam for purchase, um, and then I want to go right to um, reverse mortgage funding's proprietary products. But you take the wheel on the purchase reverse mortgage. Sure. Yeah, Mike. And I, you know, look, I agree with you uh, in the 10 years or so that the purchase money Heckam has been available. Uh, it, it has not lived up to, you know, the what we had hoped. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think positioning has a lot to do with that. Frankly, you know, coming out when it did, uh, the, the timing wasn't great. Oh, my God. So yeah. Given, you know, the you know, the the mortgagee letter, uh, you know, there were two mortgagee letters, actually. One came out in 2008, one came out in 2009. I mean, so, you know, talk about bad timing for coming, you know, coming out with anything new, you know, housing related. Uh, that was couldn't have been much worse. So but, you know, look, I mean, I, I, I think we as an industry, again, you know, need to do a much better job of positioning and explaining the program. And I think I think we're making inroads now, finally. Um, because look, there's a quarter of all home sales in this country every year are to someone over 60 years of age. Okay. In our experience, 30 to 40% of those are cash sales. So that's really, you know, that's in the sweet spot for the reverse for purchase. I mean, you've got someone who is, you know, in many cases downsizing, but in many cases we find also they're upsizing and, uh, you know, someone who maybe scrimped and saved their whole life and, you know, put the kids through college. They're now in their 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. And they're frequently looking for, you know, where where's their last stop? And how exactly do I want to live the last segment of my life? And in a lot of cases, you know, they're not downsizing. They're looking for the big house with the upgrades on, right. on the, you know, on the seventh green. And, uh, you know, what a reverse mortgage allows these folks to do. And, you know, it's available for people who were going to seek traditional financing as well as people who are going to pay all cash. But for for all of them, it at least gives them the option to uh, extend a little more leverage and, you know, maybe get into that house that is on the corner lot or maybe get into that house that has the upgrades. And that's really, I think, um, you know, the feature that, uh, you know, we need to be sharing with the, you know, the, the other finance professionals, the real estate agents and the builders. I yes. tell you what, the builders who learn and take the time to hear about the product and learn about the product and what we can do for them. Once they realize that, you know what, a reverse for purchase uh, is a viable option and it's additional option, uh, you know, it, it gives people a new way to, uh, you know, use leverage to get into the property that they really want. Uh, once they figure that out and they realize, you know, look, these are the folks that are going to buy the upgrades and these are the folks that are actually going to, um, you know, take that that lot in, yes. the, in the development off of my hands. Uh, and, and really, it's a good story because it, it turns uh, these borrowers in, into buyers because they, you know, once they realize how much more house that they can get into, and frankly, 
um, in a lot of cases, we, we, we find that they're able to leave more money in, in their investments. Um, you know, you think of someone who works their whole life and, and retires and, and, uh, you know, sells and, and, and moves to Florida, they, they, they frequently might be looking at, you know, possibly liquidating assets from one of their qualified plans. Well, guess what? If we can prevent them from having to do that because a reverse for purchase can be used, you know, to help them leverage, they can potentially avoid a taxable event and they can keep more more assets under management back with their 401k or, or their IRA. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a huge it's a huge opportunity. Like I mentioned, 60 and up 25% of all home purchases in this country. I don't know how many people actually were aware of that. So I would just say, you know, to the real estate agents, especially who might be listening, you know, if you're not catering to the senior demographic, you're missing out. And if you are catering to the senior demographic and you don't know specifically about how the reverse for purchase works, uh, you're also missing out and you're potentially costing yourself uh, some some larger commissions. I know that, uh, you know, Nada has been setting me up a lot, a lot of classes since she joined us. And I, I'm so uh, passionate about the H4P. And I've changed the way I approach it with real estate agents. I've changed my presentation um, to actually a, an, a very, that the H4P, the purchase reverse mortgage, is an ethical and moral platform that allows seniors to buy more home that they planned on buying. Some of them are coming to Florida. I'm going to use, you know, our state here because it's the retirement capital of the country. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to be here. But most people from the real estate agents that I do business with are saying, yes, people come in and what's your budget? Well, they're not telling them what they want. What they're really doing, as we all know from the mortgage world, most people, whether they're seniors or 30 or 40 or 50 years old, their budget is usually what they just made on the house they just exited. So right. you just made three or 400 grand, it's a number. And you come to Florida and go, I wanna live on the golf course. Well, that's not three or 400 grand, that's five or 600 grand. Now we right. get back into exactly what you said. Are they gonna dip into their qualified plans to make that, this is the last portion of their life. So again, I really have been pushing that this great product, the Heckam for Purchase, is an ethical and moral platform for them to be able to reach for that house, have their dream retirement home, and yet the real estate agent and the mortgage person, who sometimes gets bad press, especially between 2009 and 2013, can sleep calmly at night knowing there's no debt service on that house. We did not hurt the client in any way. In fact, they bought their dream retirement home not the home that they thought they'd have to settle for. To me, that is the strength of this. Yeah, 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, we, you know, as an industry need to do a better job of, of getting, you know, word out. And, you know, this, this program's one example. And I know you've, you've trained more real estate professionals uh, on, on the reverse for purchase than anyone else, I believe, in, in, in the industry. Uh, if there's anybody else who's even come close to you, I, I don't know about it. So, you know, my hat's off to you for being, Thank you. you know, that advocate over many years now. Well, I appreciate that. And if I actually announced how many purchase reverse mortgages I close per month, people would laugh. Uh, we have to do just a better job at it. I have to do a better job. I don't get it. 
I, I don't get why everybody in New York or New Jersey is going, you know what? They always have Let's a sell friend. the house. Yeah. They have a friend well, that they well, heard, yeah, you know, they took their house away or, or yeah. something. And it's like, can I talk to that friend, please? <laughs> All right. We are, I cannot believe this. You're going to have to come back. We have four minutes and I need 30 seconds to say goodbye. I need five minutes just to say hello. So in three and a half minutes, this is so unfair to Mark. Tell us about RMF's uh, proprietary program. To me, the ability for somebody to be able to get up to $4 million on a reverse mortgage changes our world, changes our universe. It's a totally different perspective. And you have almost three minutes to tell us why, so that's cool. Sure. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. So, um, well, thanks for thanks for uh, uh, giving me an opportunity to talk about our private or proprietary reverse mortgage program. So, we've been talking mostly about the FHA HECM or Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, uh, with its you know mortgage insurance premiums and 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 what have you. Uh, we we saw a need or a gap. Uh, in the in the market for another kind of product, frankly, and you mentioned going up to four million dollar uh, uh, value, and you know that that's the loan amount. So you know we're able to lend on houses that are you know worth much much more than that. That's we're right. capped at four million. Uh, but on the other end of the of the spectrum, we also have made these loans on properties as low as sixty three thousand dollars. Yeah. So you know it it really. Uh, you know, spans a wide range of potential uses. Really, the need that we saw was, you know, not everybody uh, needs the FHA uh, line of credit product. Not everybody wants to pay the the, the mortgage insurance that, that goes along with it. Sometimes people just have a much more defined need and they don't want to pay a lot in closing costs to get at it, whether that needs, you know, a million dollars from my $5 million house or you know, I want to take fifty, seventy-five, a hundred thousand dollars out of my two hundred and fifty thousand dollar condo. Um, you know, our product is is there. It's uh, it's it's for those people. It's for people who have a you know more defined need or people who, you know, frankly might might be more uh, closing cost averse. Our product is available uh, in in most states. Unfortunately, Florida has some pretty expensive documentary and uh, stamp tax was terrible when it comes to closing costs Florida even even in Florida the the costs are are relatively low and and actually less than you would find in a traditional or forward mortgage and in in other parts around the country I mean out outside of Florida and some of the other states that we think of with expensive recording taxes uh, you know, you can you can get into one of these uh, proprietary reverse mortgages of ours for as little as one hundred and twenty five dollars, which mm -hmm. literally just covers the cost of the council. There's one minute left. Um, yeah, so much more to cover. I hope you will come back. Go ahead. I'm, I don't know if we mentioned it. I should mention the name of the product. I don't know if we yeah, do that at the outset. It's it's Equity Elite. So that's uh, reverse mortgage funding's private program, Equity Elite. And if you Google RMF or Equity Elite, uh, you'll you'll be able to find a lot more information about it. Absolutely. And usually we're a little shy on the show. I want the show to be about education, but I am going to be more blunt because of you being here and because of certain changes that are coming in the show. With 30 seconds left, if you're anywhere, if you're listening to this, if you've heard Mark, take what we're saying to heart. If you would like information on a reverse mortgage, please go 
um, either to 62whonew.com, go to mbanner at pmanow.com, 15 seconds, nada, N-A-I-D-A, at pmanow.com. Learn about reverse mortgages. Mark, thank you so much. Four seconds left. We have a great show next week. Join us.